All right, thank you, um, Rev. Shmuel, for arranging this cheer and for getting the refreshments over here. And thank you, David, for sending out the information to everyone. And what? Um, I, I worked on that. Thank you. Um, and thank you, everyone, for making it. You know, after a long day of work or whatever was going on during the day, after a long day to come to another class to study Torah, this is something which is very special. So, yeah, Yishikach, everyone, for, for coming and making it here. So, the, the topic of the class is Ein Yaakov. Ein Yaakov is the name of a book. Um, this was composed by a person. His name was Reb Yaakov Ibn Khabib. He was Khabib, uh, yeah. He was um, from Spain, Sephardi. Then he was there during the... When, when there was the expulsion, the Spanish expulsion, he had to leave Spain and he ended up in Saloniki. Saloniki then was Saloniki. Saloniki then was under Turkey. So he's coming from Spain and in Turkey and it, in Turkey he was very well respected. And he had a big following over there. He, he gave drushes, he gave speeches and one of the things that he was very into was into Agadita. And we'll explain what Agadita is. And this class will be more like an introduction. What's, what is Agadita and this book of Ein Yaakov? It's just so interesting. A lot of times before actually reading a book to get to know about the author, to get to know what the book is about, the introduction. A lot of times you skip the introduction, but the, the Ein Yaakov has a very, very long introduction at the beginning. And... Um, in the schluss of the shir, I get to, to learn more about it and get to learn more about the introduction. So, what, what, what is Agadita? Agadita is the part of the Talmud which is not halacha. It's not telling us, you know, what to do on Shabbos or how to put on tefillin. Agadita is the, is the part where it speaks about Actually, the, the rabbis themselves, the ones, the Tanaim and the Amaram, it speaks about their life. You get to know more, and when it says that Abaya said this and Rava said that, you don't know so much about them. You know what they said, you know what their halachas are. But when, when you read the Agadita, you read the stories of their life, you get to know more about them themselves, which, which t- tells you a lot. There's also uh, a big part of the Agadita is explaining different pesukim, explaining different different verses, and it, it's explaining them a lot of times not literally, but on a on a deeper level, explaining them what lesson we could take from it, and th- there's a lot of very interesting things in the Agadita. Uh, just just before we get further, I'm saying uh, it doesn't have to be like that. I'm just talking. If someone that wants to interject has a question or want to say something, <laughs> or if I'm not explaining well enough, saying something in Hebrew or whatever, you could always um, mention. So the so the Agadita is is like we said. It's not the halacha part. It has um, stories and lessons and explanations of psukim and many things. Now. The the Alter Rabbi in in Tanya says something amazing that he heard from his teachers. 
Now, who was the Alter Rebbe's teacher? Um, his name, the Alter Rebbe himself, he was Rabbi Shneir Zalman, the first Chabad Rebbe, and his teacher was the Magid of Mizrich. But he said, I heard not only from one teacher, it says, I heard from my teachers. And his teachers in plural would be the Baal Shem Tov and the Mizritcher Magid, and the Magid of Mizritch. And he said, he heard from his teachers that when 10 Jews get together, even when they're not studying Torah, an angel would not be able to exist among them. That's how holy and powerful it is when you have Jewish people getting together, even if they're not saying a word of Torah, just the fact that there is 10 Jewish people in the room. Do we have 10? <laughs> Whether 11. Not so, a minion. Not a minion, but it's 10, it's 10 Jewish people. And he says, they're not davening, they're not learning, but just the fact that there's 10 Jewish people in a room, a malach, an angel, would not be able to exist among them. And in, continu- in, continu- in continuation, the Alter Rebbe continues and says, therefore, in the shuls, this was a common practice that between Mencha and Mairev, they would study this Ein Yaakov. And he says, because it's so special to be part of the group, to be together with everyone, he says, don't separate and do your own thing during that time. He says, if everyone is studying Ein Yaakov, Join them. It's a special thing when Jewish people are studying together. And the Alter Rebbe adds about how special the Ein Yaakov is. He says that most of the secrets of the Torah are there. If you want to know the secrets, the Sod, Sodos HaTorah, are in, it's in the Ein Yaakov, in the, in the Agadotah. And sometimes when, when you study Agadotah, it's so clear that it's a secret. <laughs> it's like it's given away because some things are very, very hard to understand when you take it at face value. You're like, what are they saying? What's, what's, the, what's going on over here? It's like a riddle. So there must be something very, very deep there. Sometimes you can say something. Everything in Torah has a lot, a lot of depth. Sometimes you could mistake and say, oh, it's just at face value. When you study Agadotah, it's telling you automatically, look deeper. You just see it. You understand that there's sodas, that there's, that there's deep secrets which are, which are going on in there. So the, let, let's focus on the word agadata. What does the word agadata mean? What does that sound to, like? Agada. What does that sound like? Hagada, right? And something. Magid. Magid. And, and what, what does that mean in, in Hebrew? Magid, Haggadah, what would that mean? To, to tell over. Haggadah, Lahagid, to say over. When I, was, when, when I was checking about the Haggadah, going from Agadah to the, the Haggadah, some people called the Haggadah Agadah, with an Aleph. It, so if you look in the sources over, on, the, on the page over here, um, where it says Hashem Haggadah, the second paragraph, yeah. it says that the name Haggadah comes from Psachim, and the page is Kuftas Vav Amidvez 115b, which, which is Al Shem Behigadah tell your son. Mm-hmm. Another explanation of Haggadah is not only telling over, but think and praise Haida'a Veshavach Lakadish Barchu, taking us out of Mitzrayim. It says, I have told Hashem, I praised on this day. 
Reb Sadia was a great rabbi, and in, in Arabic he translated Haggadah as praise. So we have Haggadah's telling over and praise. The Yesh Garson, some people write, read it as Agadah. Agadah with an Aleph, and it brings Re'ei Diktuke Seferim Lipsachim. This is a Sefer Amsachim, and a Taisvis Uvakama Rishainim. So there, there's many sources that some people call the Haggadah not with a Hey Haggadah, but actually Agadah. You know, like influenced by Aramaic. Mm-hmm. So, that sound to it? yeah, that's true. Agadata with the tough yeah. sounds more Aramaic. Yes. Agada is is more Hebrew, yeah. more Hebrew sounding. But we basically see here that ha- the Hagada and Agada are like interchangeable. They kind of mean the same same idea. It's it's telling over, to tell over. <clears throat> Another thing that Hagada means is actually. Um, it says over here that w- in the next paragraph, Milashon Nagad means to be attracting, means to draw. It pulls people in. Like it says, it's, it, When you read Haggadah, it, it pulls you, it attracts you to it. it it's very interesting. And that's, that's something that we find about the Haggadah. About Agada, Agadata in general, like it says, Vayagid Maisha Devarim Shemaishchem Libay Shal Adam, things which pull and attract a person's heart, like Agada. <laughs> I know people. Higid. 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 Higid is not related, but there's a lot similar. There's a lot of letters similar. That's true. Higid, to bring close, right? Or something similar. Yeah, so Higid also means to bring close. So I know people are tired here, so hopefully this will be interesting enough to keep, to keep, yeah, people, to keep people awake. But this is actually what it says about the Haggadata, that it's something which draws people's attention. It, it's something which is interesting. Um, another, so this is a little pitch, a little sale advertisement for Agada, because before we're studying it, we're going to show different qualities, what we could get to by studying the Agadata. And hopefully people will buy it. <laughs> There's um, another thing it says in the Safri, which is one of the commentaries on Devarim. And it says like this, Darshe Haggadah Aymrim. The people which speak about the Haggadah say, Ritzayn Cholahakir Esmisha Amar V'haya Eilam. Do you want to... the people who seek, right? Who seek or the ones who give the drasha. It could mean either. Okay. What word? Darshe, Dorish. So it could mean both those who are, who are seeking Haggadahs or those who are the ones who are saying over the Haggadahs. They say like this, Do you want to recognize the one who said and the world became to be? Study the Haggadah. It's not talking about Haggadah of Pesach. It means study this Haggadah, this part of the Talmud. Because through studying the, the Haggadah, we get to recognize and know more about the one who said and the world became to be. And you connect to his ways, to the, to the paths of Hashem. So this is very special, you know, it's saying, you want to know about Hashem? Study Agada. <laughs> now, there's a very interesting story brought in Masechta Saita. This is part of Agadata, but Agada is speaking about itself, and it tells us a very interesting story. Um, Reb Avo and Reb Chia Bar Abba came to a certain place, two great rabbis. We have Rabbi Avohu and Reb Chia Bar Abba. 
And they both gave a drasha, they both gave a speech, a sermon. Rebavahu darash ba'agada. Rebavahu, he spoke about agada. He, sp- he said stories, he said uh, lessons. Rebchia bar Abba darash ba'halacha. The other rabbi, Rebchia bar Abba, he gave a speech about halacha. You know, he said, let's say, the laws of Shabbos, the laws of Pesach. What happened? Azvu kala olam es Rebchia bar Abba. Everyone left the rabbi. You, see, you, have, you have a sign going up. This rabbi is giving a class on halacha, and this rabbi is giving a class on agada. And what happened? Everyone left Rabbi Chia Bar Abba. They said, a sign agada. Everyone is coming. Everyone came to, to Rabbi Avo. The other rabbi, the Rabbi Chia Bar Abba, felt very bad. He, he was very offended. Nobody came to his, to his sermon. Everyone went to the other one, to Haggadah. So, <clears throat> Rabbi Avahu was trying to comfort him. He was trying to tell him, you know, don't feel so bad. And he gave him an example. I'll give you a parable. What is this similar to? To two people. One is selling diamonds, things which are very, very valuable, very precious. And then there's another guy, he's selling cheap stuff. Almi yikvitsu, who are they, who are people going to come, who are they, what are the, people are going to run to buy quicker from those who are selling things for cheap. But what is that worth? It's not worth as much, it's cheap. But people, not everyone has the money to buy diamonds, to buy jewels. Loyal zeh mini sitkis, not on the people, the person that's selling the cheap, the cheap items. So what was he saying? He's saying, you know, everyone's coming to the cheap stuff, to the agada. But he was really trying to make him feel better. He was right. trying to say, don't feel so bad that nobody yeah. came to your shir. The Gemara continues that he wasn't consoled. Even after he gave him this example, he didn't feel better yet. And <coughs> it says, he, he, he was still not happy with that answer. Um, we're, we're not trying to say that agada is cheap, is cheap, but we're just trying to say that it, people are. It's it's easier to access. It's, easy, yes. it's easier, but that's what's tricky about agadata. From one hand, you could read it and it seems simple in a way. It's something that everyone could relate to a story, but there's so much depth. Like we said, all the secrets of the Torah are in there, so <clears throat> it's it's hard to. to to try to figure it out. I just want to comment that yes. we have a book upstairs, The Juggler and the King, and it's all about, I think, five or six of these agadic stories that are very mysterious and simple on the surface. Obviously, they have messages, you know, the, uh, the, wave, the wave rolled over 300 mil and rolled back, and, you know, weird stuff like that. But then it this, uh, it was about a 60-page chapter to explaining what it all uh, spells out. Right. It might even be a part of the Inyako Translation or, or elucidation. Mm-hmm. Breslov, the Breslov Rebbe, that's how they communicated. He believed in stories, mm-hmm. telling stories. And, and, and there are many books of the stories. Very the one upstairs I mentioned, The Juggler and the King, is very accessible. Yeah. Um, very interesting. Well, on, on Shabbos, Rev Shmuel asked me about what, what would be the Shear about. And I noticed that there were some Ein Yaakov books upstairs in Hebrew. Um, from a long time ago, I guess. But today, Art Scroll has a set of Ein Yaakov in English. Not right. the full set, but it's very beautiful. They have um, the, the translation and also insights on each thing of uh, maybe uh, we could get it for the library or something, something to look into. It's, um, 
Very interesting. Now, there was something that, that bothered me. I, I know that we're uh, Rav Shmuel, some people are into Remez, trying to find hints and words. So when I looked at the word Agada, there's four letters, Agada. The four letters are Aleph, Gimel, Dalet, Hey. So it's missing the Bays there, right? <laughs> but it's almost like Aleph, Bays, Gimel, Dalet, Hey. So I was trying to think, what, what is the meaning of this word? What, what's, what are these four letters symbolic of? Saying so right away you could try to make the gematria, the numerical yeah. value. What would that be? 13. I the got, principles of Agada, right? I got 12. Four. Did I make it wrong? Four. Aleph is 1. Right, 4. Yes. And Dalet is, is, is Gimel Dalet is 7, is and, 8. And Hey is 7. Hey, it's 13. 13. Yud Gimel. Yep. Yeah, Yud Gimel Midas, plus, plus the... Uh, it's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, okay, so that's special. So, <clears throat> there's so many things that it says about Agadita, and I was trying to see how does it all fit together. So, what qualities do we have so far? It's, it's very accessible. It's very interesting. It draws a person's heart. Another thing is that we get to recognize about the one who created the world. So there's a lot of different things going on, but how do we put them together? So, yes. <laughs> so today, while I was looking into some sources, there is a very interesting sefer called Sefer HaErchim. It's an encyclopedia, but there's an encyclopedia of Talmudists, there's an encyclopedia on the Talmud, then there's also an encyclopedia on Hasidus, which is a very hard job to do, to make an encyclopedia of Hasidus. <laughs> if you want to find a certain to by topic, so you would look in this encyclopedia. The person who made this encyclopedia, unfortunately didn't get too far in it. He started with the letter Aleph, words that start with the letter Aleph, he made nine books, nine to ten books, and they're still by Aleph, but like Aleph Ches, you know, so you, you start with Aleph and then you go Aleph Ches, so he's still, still there, and he passed away last year. He was a, a genius, his name was Rabbi Yoel Khan, and, but Aleph Gimel is there. So I looked for Agada, and it was amazing what he put together about Agadata, and just looking there, it, it put a lot of things together, and he explained what these four letters, the Aleph, Gimel, Dalid, and Hey. So, first I made these copies, but then I found this, so I, I added it in the back. So we'll jump to the last page. You see a second staple there? <laughs> so, this is the last page, but I, I found this very, very interesting. So, we said that Agada has most of the secrets of the Torah we could find in the Agada. Another thing that he added there is that even the Zohar, we know the Zohar is the Kabbalah, part of the Zohar is called Agada as well. There's, there's certain parts which are called the Agadata of Rabbi Hamnuna. so we see that the secrets, the secrets are there. And he mentioned another thing, that there's different words of expression that we use for talking. In Hebrew, how do we say speaking? So you could say daber, speaking, or emor, amiras, speaking. And then there is higid, lahagid, which is also talking. So what is the difference between these three different words, whether we say emor, daber, or higid? 
So he brings there something very interesting, that Amira, when you say the word Amira, it's raka, it's soft. You're speaking in a soft tone. Daber is hard. We find that actually in last week's Parsha, Hashem said, speak emor lebeis Yaakov, v'sageid lebnei Yisrael. It says, to the woman you should speak in a softer tone, and to the men you should speak a little bit more tough. So then what is higid? Higid is when you're saying something which is very smart and very deep. That's what the Spirish says, that higid is saying something that has a lot of depth, depth to it. Amor and Daber could be saying anything, possibly, but when you say lahagid, to, to say, using this word of agada, there, there's something very deep, and as we know, agada is very deep. It's, it's the secrets of the Torah. So, that, that's, this is something very special, that there's the secrets of the Torah there. Now, there, there's a pasuk in, in Shir Hashirim. Shir Hashirim, we know, is a book made by Shlomo HaMelech, and he's describing, it's a book of love. It's giving an example of love between a husband and a wife. And this is an example, an analogy, the love between Hashem and the Jewish people. And one of the psukim that, that are mentioned in Shir Hashirim, it says, Hagida li nafshi. Tell me what my soul loves. This is the words of, of, the, of the Pasuk. And we see again the word Hagida. To, to tell over, Hagida, tell me what my soul loves. And there's an explanation that we know every Jewish person has a love to Hashem. The hafta Hashem you should love Hashem, and we do love Hashem, but sometimes we don't feel it. It's not always revealed. How do we reveal this hidden love that we have to Hashem that we should feel it in a more expressed way? Hagidali Sha'ahavanafshi. Tell me, tell me Agada, this will express my love to Hashem. So by studying Agada, we also have this quality that it brings out our, our love to Hashem. Hagidali Eshahavanafshi. My soul will love Hashem through studying this Haggadah. So that's another advantage. So <clears throat> we're getting the list of different qualities of Agada. <laughs> we already have we already have quite a few. Um, another quality is it says it brings a person to Yiraschit, to fear of sin or fear of Hashem. And the, the way it says, it says, Call me Shiyesh Halacha, someone who just has halacha, the ain by medrash, and does not have the medrash part, the agada part, loy ta'am tam It says he did not taste uh, even a taste of fear of sin. So we see that studying agada also brings a person to fear of sin. Another quality is that it brings a person to do teshuva. And we see that in the word agada as well. We know that one of the ways for a person to become purified, it, there's a mitzvah of the para aduma, the red heifer. And one of the things you do is you have to take agudas ezev, a bundle of ezev. It's, it's called hyssop or some, something like that. So again, what's the word for it? Agudas. So this is, again, Agado. We see it's connected to, to purifying a person, doing repentance, teshuva. Agudas Ezev. Now, <clears throat> we're going back to Yaakov Avinu. When Yaakov was passing away, it says, 
he called his children. Mm-hmm. We, we remember, we mentioned Ein Yaakov. The theme over here is, is Yaakov. So before Yaakov passed away, he called in his children and he said like this, Hey Asfu, let, let gather here, Ve'agida lochem, and I will tell you what will happen in the end of days. That's what Yaakov was telling, telling his children. Now the Medrash says, you know, every day we say Shema and then we say Baruch Shem. What are these two things, Shema and Baruch Shem? Shema Yisrael. Yaakov had a second name, Yaakov and Yisrael. So when, when Yaakov was passing away, he was telling his children, do you guys all believe in Hashem? Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. And they responded, just like in your heart, you only believe in one Hashem. Also in our heart, we also were all united in this, we all believe in Hashem. They said, Baruch Shem, Kavad Malchus Aleilam. But they're, they're agreeing, we all believe in this unity of Hashem. But what's the word over here that he uses? And I will tell you, which is again the word of Agada. And it's brought in Sfarim that when you study Agada, you get to feel more of the unity of Hashem. You get to feel how Hashem is one in everything. So this is what Yaakov was telling them. Yaakov says, I am passing on, but how are you guys going to remember Hashem Echad? The Agida Lachem. Remember to study the Agada. That will remind you of Hashem Echad. So that's another quality about Agada. <clears throat> now, the, the fifth thing over here, I don't know if we could count already all the different qualities that we have for, for studying Agada, but for, for the fifth one, we'll give a little introduction. <clears throat> we'll give a little introduction, and this will explain the Aleph, Gimel, Dalad, and Hey. Very interesting. So we know we have Hashem and we have this world. Hashem created the world. In, in the Zahir and in the Kabbalah, it says that Hashem made a Seder Heshtalshlus, which is a chain of worlds to make this happen. That it, it didn't just go straight from Hashem to the world. There was a, a whole chain like events, chain different levels that brought to come to this world. So everything goes through this channel, which means there's things coming down and then there's things going up. There's two things. There's bringing down Hashem and then there's us being inspired, being elevated. We have Hashem giving the Torah that's coming from above down and then there's Maisha going up to the mountain. So you have these, these two, two things happening here. Um, Make a connection with the Sphiros? Sure. Jacob, the ladder of Jacob. That, that's exactly true. The different rungs of the ladder represent the different levels of the Hishtal. Listen, that connects to Yaakov. Very good. The Malachim, go up the malachim going up and down. Right. <clears throat> yes, so in, in, in general, when the difference between studying Torah and davening. Davening is us asking from Hashem. It's us being inspired, being elevated. And then Torah is bringing down Hashem's wisdom in, into our heads, we should be able to understand it. There, there's different aspects. There's going up and then there's going down. We have a calling here to bring the light. Yes. <laughs> so <clears throat> let's think about the word agada. So you have the Aleph. What's the Aleph? Hashem. One Hashem. Hashem Achad. That's the beginning of the whole chain. That's where everything starts. Now, what's Gimel and Dalit? The Aleph and the Imus. 
Oh, the fathers and the mother, that, that, that very, very nice. And yeah. also, the Gemara actually... What the, is that? The three, four the three fathers the four, the four, and yeah. the four mothers. Yeah. Rachel and Leah, the four mothers. So they have three and the four. But there, there's a, a Gemara which explains what is Gimel and Dalid. The Gemara says Gimel Dalid means Gemoil Dalim. Gemoil means to give. Dalim is to the poor. Like Gimel's Gimilos Chesed, to be kind. And Dal, Dal is a poor person. So, so Gimel Dalid is giving and one who's receiving. Two other words that come to mind are God, like God, or, uh, and the other is Gid, the nerve. And then there's Shevet God also, right? The tribe and of the tribe. Yosef, <coughs> the Dalit Gimel, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so within this whole chain of descent, you have this idea of the one giving and the one receiving. That's the way it works. The higher level is the one giving, and the lower one is the one receiving. So this is the way it works. Aleph, it starts from Hashem Achad, starts from the beginning. <clears throat> then it Gimel, then it's passed on. And then Dalid, then it's, it's accepted. But we don't want the poor person to stay poor. We don't want the, the Dal to stay a Dal. We don't want him to stay poor. We want him to, to become rich. So what happens when the, the poor person gets the money, gets, gets what he needs? Then he gets the hay. He becomes a full letter. He's not missing on the other side. He has on all three lines. He has so that's that's Aleph Gimel Dalid Hay. Now, what is the hay missing from the Dalid? What difference is there? That little thing on the bottom, right? That little line. If you if you yeah, you could you could see it here in the line where it says hey, you see Agada and Veagida. You see in that line? So <clears throat> this is actually explained that when when Yaakov was telling his children Veagida, he was saying like this, Vav. Think about the letter Vav. Vav is a line going down. He was showing them the chain like descent. It starts from on top and it's going down. What is the first thing? Aleph. After that comes Gimel, giving. What is the Gimel giving to the Dalit? The Yud, the Agida. Vav is the, it shows on bringing down from Aleph, from Hashem. Hashem then gives it, gives the Gimel to the Dalit. Hey, the Agida. You see that in, in the whole, in the word, which is bringing down from the highest, from the top, bringing it all the way down. <clears throat> now, Connecting the things that we were talking about before, we said, Agada, if you want to know about Misha Amar Vahaya Ha'ilam, about the one who said and the world came to be, study Agada. And we also said that Agada is attracting, it's, it's connecting, it, it draws the person. These two things are what we just mentioned, the aspect of bringing down and going up. When it says we should know the one who said and the world came to be, that's the descent, you know, he said, and the world came to be. It's a process, it's coming down. When we say that Agada inspires and attracts the person, that's us going up. We're, we're connecting. So there you see that everything is connected to Agada, whether it's Hashem coming down, whether it's us going up, it's all there. It's all, the, it's all in the Agada. 
Um, another thing that we get from studying Haggadah is actually it refines the person. The person becomes a better person when he studies Haggadah. And we're going to find that in a story which is mentioned in the Agada. <laughs> so yeah, this is in, in Vav. This is a story brought in Masechta's Tainus, in Tractate of Tainus, where it says, <clears throat> Reb Yirmiya said to Reb Zera, Mar Lisni, he said, <clears throat> why don't you teach me something? Teach me some Torah. He said, He says, My heart is weak and I'm not able to. He says, I'm not up there now studying something very deep. So he says, milsa He says, Why don't you say some Agadata? If your heart is weak and you're not up to studying regular, he says, Why don't you study Agadata? So he says, Okay, for Agadata, even if my heart is weak, I can say it. He said, he explained the Pasuk. What is the, what does, what is the meaning of the verse where it says, Ki ha'adam is a, that the person, a man, is like a tree of the field. We're coming now from Tu B'Shvat, connecting between man and the tree. So he asks, adam is a person a tree? What does it mean, ha'adam mishum because it is written. We find one pasuk that says, You should eat from the tree and do not chop it, don't cut it. Then there's another pasuk which says that you should destroy the tree. So what do you do? Should you leave the tree or should you destroy it? So he said, this is the analogy. We're not only talking about a tree, we're talking about a Talmud Chacham. We're talking about a teacher. And he says, Im Talmud Chacham If he's a proper teacher, you should eat from him, and meaning study from him, and don't cut him off. The in love, and if not, I say Tashkas Vikarata, if not, don't study from him. If he's not a Talmud Chacham Hagun, if he's not a proper Talmud Chacham. But what, what we see here interesting is if, if we look deeper into the story, what did he mean? He said, My heart is weak and I'm not able to study now. So he said, Say now Agadata. It could mean weak that he was tired from a long day. Or it could be his heart is weak that the messages of the Torah are not entering his heart. They're not, they're not penetrating his heart because there's something blocking. Maybe he's not, doesn't have the right feelings. So he's saying something amazing that when you study Agadata, that there's nothing blocking. There's not, even if the person's heart might feel a little bit um, clogged, but no, Agada goes straight through. So that's another very special thing of, of Agada. And the the last thing here on this, on this page is um, that agada, we said before, means to connect. Uh, like melashon aguda, uh, a bundle, a gathering. Agudas Yisrael. So it, it connects Jewish people together and it connects us to Hashem. So we have all these different, um, different aspects. So just in summary to the different qualities, different advantages of studying Agada, we said it has the secrets, most of the secrets of the Torah are here. It reveals the hidden love that we have to Hashem. It brings a person to have Yer HaShemayim, fear of heaven. It makes a person feel the unity of Hashem in everything. Everything from the top, from Aleph to the bottom, going up, going down, it all goes through the Agada. <coughs> even if it refines the person, even if a person's heart doesn't, it feels a little bit 
um, doesn't feel so connected, Agada has this power to open the person's heart and to feel connected. And it connects us to Hashem. It's Aguda. It has this, um, this idea of connection. You could read that partnership of the Talmud just a little bit differently. And say that there's a second rabbi, I was talking to the first rabbi, you can heal your own heart. You can teach me a God. Mm. It's not just that it penetrates a closed heart, but that it fixes a broken, as it were, heart. Uh, yeah, that's, that's another way to look at it. Yeah, that's the thing. Agadata you could take in many ways. So if someone has another way of looking at it, that's that's good. Um, just in general, with the time, how how long should is it? No. Huh? <laughs> is that ten to nine? Ten to nine. An hour. An hour is good. An hour is good. Okay. So um, continue a little bit more. Now we did the so last. Are we going to have an example of an agadain here, or we have an example? This example. So what's, what's, That'll what, be a quiz. What's interesting is that this last story, this is from the, all these things where it speaks about Agadita is brought in the Agadita. So we, we were actually just studying about Agadita from Agadita. So that's also the story that we just had is an example of this where he said that his heart is weak and he couldn't study and then he told him the explanation of what the Pasuk meant about the tree. So that, that was an example of Agada. So now that we did the last page and the first page, so we'll go back to the second page, <laughs> going back and forth here to keep us awake. What about in the, the vlog, the second last sentence in the last? Yes. Also, yeah, So what, what's your question about it? What does it say? Oh, it's saying that there's two verses which seem to contradict each other. One Pasuk says you should eat from the tree, another Pasuk yeah. you should eat and the other Pasuk said don't eat from the tree. So he explains him that it's not only referring to a tree, literally it's talking about a, a scholar. That some scholars you should benefit from, some you should not. If he's someone who's, who is a proper rabbi, which means he's a good person, then you should study from him. If not, like cut it off like the Stay away from him. Don't study from him. That's that's how they explain these two psukim, these two verses. Okay. Now, so on on the second page where it says Kadish da Agadita. So. You know, in, in, in Shul, when, when we come to Davin, we, we say Kaddish a lot. And there's different types of Kaddish. There's a Kaddish that you say before, you say Baruch in the middle of Davening. And then, and then there's a Kaddish Derabanan, or Kaddish Da Agadita. And what, and what is that? Which is, after you study Agadita, there's a Kaddish that you say. Kaddish is a very special prayer. We say Amen Yehesh Rabba and all the different things. And when is that said? That it's said following the study of Agadita. And we'll, we'll see a little bit about that, and, and it's very powerful. This comes from the Gemara Masechta Saita. It's, it's pretty much the same. Yes. Jerabanan means they're. Not, they're it's not identical. It, it is, I think it's pretty much. Yeah, after a Mishnah. So let's see. It, it might be after a Mishnah or specifically a Gadata. That we'll, we'll see. It's, there's different opinions, but 
this is an interesting thing. Um, when you say ka, how could it be like, what are these two different names? David asked. Um, so, Dirabanan is the rabbis that are studying. And what are they studying? <laughs> they're studying Agadita. So, the Agadita is what they're studying, the Rabbanon are, are the rabbis. So, this comes from a Sechta Saita, and Ernie, this is another piece of Agadita, speaking okay. about Agadita. Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, Aymer Mishum Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel said in the name of Rabbi Yeshua, Miyayim Shechar of Beis from the day that the temple was destroyed, the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, Ein Yayim She'ein by Klal of There is no day that there is more Klal, um, unwanted things or curse. Uh, things which are not good each day which means right now we're in Golos we're in a time of exile and things are not always that good unfortunately you, you open the news one day this happens another thing happens he says every day there's another tsara unfortunately there's another problem and he says not only that there is different news but unfortunately each day is even worse news than the, than the previous day and he brings a pasuk shenemar in the morning you will say if only it'll be the evening and in the evening you'll say I hope it's the morning <laughs> so the Gemara asks hey biker which morning are we talking about if in the evening do you say I wish it was the morning already tomorrow's how do you know what's going to be tomorrow? Are you sure you want tomorrow better than today? How do you know what's going to be tomorrow? Ella dechalif. The person is saying, I wish it was, it was the morning from the past, which means things are getting worse. I wish we could go back in time. That's, that's what it's explaining. Um, so then the Gemara asks a big question. So what do we do? If there are so many tsaris, unfortunately there's so many things which are unfortunate that happen, what does the world stand on? How does the world continue to exist? How do we um, support ourselves in these difficult situations? So the Gemara, this is a big question. And the Gemara answers two things. Akedusha de Sidra. This is the, the Kadosh that we say in the order of davening. And when we say Amen after studying Agadata, these two things is what keeps the world exist in existence. The the Kaddish in, in when we say Uvalatiya in part of Davening, we say that Hashem is Kaddish, 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 and saying Kaddish Amen after studying Agadata. That's the two things which are keeping us and the world strong, even with all these tsaras. So th this is very powerful. This is saying that what we're studying now is, is, is what's keeping the world. Hopefully one day we'll have a minion. <laughs> we'll be able to say maybe Kaddish da Gadata. Those are two really different things. Yes. Yeah. So the uh, Valet Zion is what the angels are saying. And we're and, and allowing ourselves to say it, to repeat what the angels are doing. So that's really, really lofty. And the Kaddish to Rabbanon is, you know, uh, thanking, uh, praising God, but his name, the name is being mentioned for the teaching of the sages, which bring the Torah that we deal with every day. So one is extremely lofty, it's the realm of the angels, and the other is extremely earthbound, the realm of you know how do you get by for your daily life in the line of, with uh, with uh, and That's an interesting contrast that you're making, yeah, so and it, it encompasses both ends. Yeah, those two things. So it's interesting to chose. Yeah, that, that, 
it's an interesting um, way to look at that. And we, we bring, uh, the, the Gemara brings a proof to this, Shenemar, this is a Pasuk from Eov, from Job, it said, Eretz, a Pasuk, my Eifel Tzalmavis, it says that the, the, the world is tired and it's dark, Tzalmavis, we know it's like the shadow of death, V'loy Sidarim, and there is no order, V'toifa Kamai Eifel, then it'll, um, and it's like Eifel, dark, darkness again, um, and the Gemara says, the Gemara explains this verse, that why is it dark? Because velocidarn, because there's no order, which means that there's no order of the, the Kedusha, of, of the Kaddish, but if there is Yesh Sidarim, but if there are people studying Agadita and there are people saying the Kedusha, then we do not have to worry, um, then the world will, will continue to exist. Um, so this was, the, this was the Gemara over there, and Rashi says on this, to, he explains what are these two kedushas? What are these two things that are keeping the world going? A kedusha de sidra, seder kedusha, the order of kedusha of holiness. Shalay teknuha ela sheyu kol Yisrael oiskan v'tayra v'kol yoyim davar muat. Why is this part of the davening? Why do we say the kadosh kadosh kadosh? That every day you should be studying a little bit, and by saying those words, it's it's studying Torah. Oh, this is interesting. If we notice, right after when we say Kaddish, 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 we translate it into Aramaic. Umekablin dein min dein. It's translated in why? Most of davening is not in Aramaic. The Kaddish is in Aramaic. We'll see soon why. But why are those words translated in, into Aramaic? So he's saying here, it's for people to study Torah. What if someone only comes to Shul to daven and he, he didn't come to study Torah that day? But in davening itself, you could be learning. So what did they do? They took a few psukim and they translated it for the people that spoke Aramaic. This way, they're studying some Torah every day. Mm-hmm. That's davening in English. Davening in English and because there was the common language and and learning in English. They're saying that they should have some limuda Torah. They should have some yes. studying Torah, even if you weren't able to study anything yeah. else. That's they, where we come up with the Thomas. We bench after, after we eat. It's a little Torah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Um, and, and that's considered like studying Torah. V'kivan shenoig b'kol Yisrael b'talmidim u'bami ha'aretz. And because everyone says this in davening, people that are talmidim, people that are, are scholarly, and also the simple people, why is this so important? Rashi is explaining to us, why is it so important to say this Kedusha and Uvalatziyan? Because there's two things over here. Kedusha Sashem, sanctifying Hashem's name, Vitalmut Torah, and it's studying Torah, that's why it's translated. Chavivu, that's why it's very dear, that's why it's very special, and this is what keeps up the world. V'chein, now Rashi is going to explain the second thing. Also, the Yehesh Meirabah that we answer after the person who gives the drasha on the Haggadah. And what, what, what was the Minhag? Rashi says, This would be the custom, that every Shabbos there would be someone that would get up there and say Haggadahs. Everyone would gather on Shabbos to study this. Because it's not a day of work. And there is Taira and sanctifying Hashem's name there. So what, what's keeping up the world? It sounds like from this Rashi, during the week, 
people didn't, let's say, someone doesn't have time to study Torah, but he says that Kedusha every day, that's keeping up the world, saying and saying that part of davening. And then on Shabbos, when they do have a little bit of time to come and learn, and they hear some Agadah, and you say, Amin on this, this is keeping up the world, this is keeping the world going. So thank you everybody for coming, Kaya. making the effort, Kaya. and you know the, the whole world has to be grateful for us. You know it's because we so, ca- <laughs> just just a comment. Thank you. This is a shir that will go on every Wednesday night. We'll try. That's just a shir. It's uh, try for eight o'clock. It will be announced. And one other thing, this shir was given many years ago here, many years ago, probably before, maybe forty, maybe more than that. By his Zayda. Wow. In this shul. Wait, wait, wait. What, what are you saying? Oh. What, what by, by Rabbi Nassim Gurari. But, but what did Rabbi Nassim Gurari give over? This, yeah. same, this, this same, same thing, this topic, exactly.